Hi, thanks for listening. This is the It's All Widgets Flutter podcast. My name is Hill Corrin, and after a bit of a break, it's nice to be back. On this episode, very lucky to be speaking with Eric Windmill. Welcome, Eric. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. So full disclosure, I received an email from Manning, I believe is your publisher, asking to have you on to discuss the book you've just finished writing. They gave me a free copy. Uh, I've started reading it and what I've read so far is excellent. And yeah, throughout this episode, we'll try to go into detail, talk about how the book came about and learn some interesting things about it. Uh, one thing to mention quickly, they were kind enough to offer us five free copies of the book. So if you're listening to this podcast, I think a kind of a fair way to do it is if the first five people who send out a tweet a tag us and say something you like about Flutter, and we'll send you your free code. Um, cool. So Eric, again, thank you for being on. Do you want to share a bit about yourself? Sure. I am a, I guess now, mobile developer, though come from a web background, live in Portland, Oregon, um, Work, been working with Flutter and Dart for about two, two and a half years now, since it was an alpha professionally. Um, and this is the first time I've written anything professionally. So I guess I'm a writer now too. Nice. It's exciting. Your profession. Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious. I'm also originally a web developer. Uh, what technologies were you coming from? Um, mostly React, uh, web apps, um, Rails, which I'm now working with again at my new, my most recent job. Uh, but yeah, it's just full stack developer using the, the kind of the big, nothing very exciting, just Rails, React apps mostly. And so you got started with Flutter pretty early. How was that? Was just uh, luck or the company you're working for? Yeah, it was pure luck. Um, I actually applied to a job about two two summers ago, so almost two and a half years ago now, at for a web developer position. I'd never heard of Dart nor Flutter uh, at the time. And then right when I was uh, hired, basically the, the company um, who who's, had already been building their web apps in Dart, um, they decided to rewrite their mobile apps in Flutter. And so right when I started, my job was basically, this is what you're going to be working on, uh, rewriting our native apps in Flutter. And the, there's only about two or three of us working on it, including the uh, CTO. So I spent pretty much most of my time for a solid six months just rewriting Flutter app. And so, yeah, it was pure luck. And since then, I uh, am now at my second job where we are working with Flutter, which I started working there also be because I know people at the company and they wanted to rewrite their app in Flutter. And so that's what I'm still doing. Also, I'm in the middle of rewriting our app in Flutter as well. I think there's a pattern there. Yeah. I mean, it's it's worth it. It's, it's a, a solid choice right now. Absolutely. I think particularly for, for, for our use case with Flutter Web, I mean, we went from three code bases and now we're eventually going to have one code base, at least for our UI. Yeah, that is fantastic. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and then how did the book come about? Sure. Uh, so I've always uh, blogged a bit um, and just kind of like I've written for CSS tricks, um, some, some JavaScript and CSS stuff. And when I started writing Flutter um, and Dart particularly, I started a website that still exists uh, called flutterbyexample.com, which I kind of just created to my favorite way to learn, I guess. You write, when you're writing a tutorial or writing anything uh, educational, you better be sure you know what you're talking about. Uh, so I, I used that as an excuse to really learn. And Manning 
literally emailed me out of the blue because they found that website uh, at the time, which this was June or maybe May of last year. So a year and a half ago, uh, there was very little uh, on Flutter outside of Google's official docs and tutorials. So uh, I assume I was one of few people that they emailed and then, you know, worked with them for a while on a, on um, a proposal for the table of contents, and everything. And eventually just kind of worked out. Nice. You know, it's funny that I was actually also one of the people they contacted about the book uh, at the time. I've never written a book. I thought about it. Uh, but if I had written a book, I really wanted to write it focused on Redux. Oh, sure. I was very clear with them that, you know, that isn't the way the general uh, market has gone, right? I think maybe it's 10% of Flutter developers use Redux. Yeah. Um, and so I think there's much better value in writing a general book on Flutter. Yeah, I agree. And in retrospect, I would have, if I was starting today, I would love to write a more specific book or maybe more advanced or anything. But at the time I started, everything was so new. Uh, I don't know that I had the uh, knowledge to write 300 pages about like just animations. Or I mean, I don't know if I could do that now still or just state management, you know, at the time I was like, I got to write about everything just to fill up a book. Um, and <laughs> that's apparent because it's been so much revision since then trying to uh, go back and figure out what makes sense and what doesn't. Yeah. But yes, I agree. And the great challenge is it keeps improving and keeps changing. Yes. I know. Yes, that is a huge, it's been a huge challenge. Um, when I started writing it, like collection four and collection if didn't exist. And then it did suddenly. So it's like, oh, I got to go. You know, eventually we had to decide like, okay, this is the cutoff. Whatever it is right now, that's all we can fit in the book. We can't just keep updating. But Dart is moving fast, which is great. So, uh, you know, but the principles are remaining the same. So it's okay. Right. Absolutely. You know, I find the same problem with our code base. I love, you know, the Dart UI changes, but our code base is kind of divided between the code that was written before and after. And I can't rationalize spend the time right now to just tidy up the code. It all works fine. It would just look a bit cleaner. Yeah. Um, and I'm just trying as I, as I kind of improve each feature, when I come back to the code, try to improve that section and do it piecemeal. Um, but it would just be, I think, too much effort to redo the entire code base. Yes, I, I have I have the same problem. So let's talk about the content of the book itself. I mean, one topic that constantly comes up on the podcast, and I think in the community in general, is state management. So did you choose a particular approach in the book or just talk about general solutions? Yeah, um, so I kind of... I guess you kind of say both. So I have a one chapter that I believe is the longest chapter. Um, well, kind of like there's like a three chapter section that's more about working with data, um, whereas the other parts of the book are more about UI, you know, widgets and stuff. And so the approach that I took when thinking about it, um, I you know I considered using libraries such as Redux as like you know, you, I, I can't really write about all the popular libraries out there, you know, blocks, provider, all that. Um, so what I ended up doing was choosing, kind of walking from most simplest, which is, you know, just lifting state up, using stateful widgets. Um, well, using stateful widgets, then lifting state up with inherited widgets. And then eventually the kind of the, the bulk of the chapter is about using the block pattern, uh, but not with the the very popular and useful and great library that is on pub. It's just kind of pure Dart using streams and syncs. Um, and I did that specifically because I think the lessons 
and learning streams and syncs uh, and reactive programming and Dart in general uh, are far more valuable over, you know, they're, they're valuable and much more than just state management. They're valuable in all kinds of um, reactive programming. So yeah, so I went with block pattern just because it was, seemed like the most useful overall. I, I, did, I, was, I tried really, really hard to not use any libraries in the book. And of course I'd use some, but I tried really hard to keep it to a minimum so that the, the content was like pure Dart and Flutter. That's great. That makes a lot of sense. It's a challenge, right? I think the libraries can help, but they provide abstractions, which can sometimes prevent really understanding how it's working under the hood. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and you know, at the end of the day, I actually think I heard this on your podcast, but um, pretty much all of the state management libraries are just built on top of inherited widgets and streams. So um, if, if someone can understand that, then they can make a, a more or understand those topics, they can make a more educated decision about which library ultimately they should use uh, when they start a new app. That's an excellent point. Um, I, I like the school of thought that when you talk about state management, you're just talking about programming, right? It's how do you how do you write good code? Where I think too often we focus on you know block versus Redux versus you know MobX. Also, I think people are looking for a single solution, which obviously doesn't exist, right? I think the challenge yeah. is understanding what's the best fit for your particular domain. Yes. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, state management largely is building an app, especially when you have a framework like Flutter that makes the UI side so easy. So, um, yeah, it's it shouldn't be a competition, certainly, um, and it probably shouldn't be segmented as like a, a little one decision you make, like oh, choose our library and now now we have our solution. That's that's pretty uh, optimistic, I guess. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say, you know, we chose Redux early on. I think when we chose it, it was kind of the only choice, right? It was before Block. So it was kind of either Redux or Scoped Model had just been introduced. Uh, mm -hmm. And I don't think Scoped Model is suitable for a really large-scale application or would be more challenging, I would say, yeah. to structure it well. I agree. Yeah, this is my first Redux app, and I love it. I mean, I, the, you know, I think the one main complaint is, is boilerplate code, and we've worked around that using code generators. Uh, there's a, a kind of theoretical performance problem with Redux by default, the whole app re rebuilds uh, with every change or at least everything under the store connectors. Um, but in practice, th the, the build methods are, are, are pure and fast. There aren't actual performance problems with it. So I think very often there's a lot of effort to minimize how much is re being rebuilt without actually profiling and saying, does it actually matter in practical use cases? So I think a lot of times it's kind of this early optimizations may or may not actually be necessary. Uh, yeah, no, in general, I agree. And uh, to be completely honest, I really enjoy Redux still. And Redux is the first thing that I used, the first thing I wrote about, not at the job, we because we, we already had a Dart web app that we are sharing code with. But um, so not never professionally, but on the side, Redux is the first thing I used because one of my old coworkers is one of the two people that wrote the package. and. Um, I had used it a bit in React, but um, it was kind of just coming. It, it was, I don't know. It's been heavily heavily debated whether it's good or not for a long time. So, um, I, But I, I truly really like it, and I don't mind the boilerplate. I think that is um, an acceptable drawback for the 
for the, the, the advantage of it being very easy to understand what's going on with your state. Yeah, I agreed. But yeah, I think part of it, though, from my perspective, I always feel one step behind. So I feel uh-huh. like when Redux was first introduced, and they talked about immutable state, and it just did not make sense to me. My head just didn't wrap around it. And I think after many years, eventually, I kind of caught up to it. And it feels like now, kind of, the kind of collective mind shares moved towards Rx and streams. And I still feel like my, my mind hasn't caught up with that yet. Uh, but maybe my next step, who knows? <laughs> um, but it's all, again, they're all good choices. I think we're lucky to be spoiled with choice. Uh, absolutely. So to go into the book itself, are there any kind of general Flutter tips you can share that you kind of picked up while writing it? That is a big question. Uh, I would say one one thing that I ended up doing in the book pretty late, I, I kind of went back and added it, and I would suggest anybody learning Flutter um, is I took took time to understand and try to teach in an easy way how the how elements and the element tree and rent widgets and the widget tree and the render objects and like how the, how the entire thing works under the hood. And when I, that was, it's pretty thick stuff. Like it's kind of hard to understand. Um, but when you, when you do put the time in to learn it, um, it, it really makes everything else about Flutter make so much sense. And um, it, to me, it, it kind of made me, instead of just following patterns, I was like, Oh, now I know exactly why we are doing these things because it's Flutter is designed this way to. That's why we have the performance that we have, and everything is is because of these underlying elements that we don't really need to understand. We don't touch them ourselves that often, but they're really it's really valuable context to why it's designed the way it is. So I guess my tip would be, if you are uh, writing Flutter apps that are going to be robust. Uh, it's worth learning how it works under the hood. That's an excellent point, and I agree entirely. I would say very recently, I think Matt Sullivan gave a talk, which was recorded. I'll put a link in the show notes, which is a great video, which discusses just this topic. I think you're right. You don't really have to understand it to write Flutter code, but by understanding it, it gives you a much better understanding of what's actually happening. And I think for me personally, it really helped me understand the concept of keys better and how mm-hmm. keys will impact um, how the app is built and, and rebuilt. Yeah, there's a, another great video that's got to be pretty old by now. Um, it's Emily Fortuna, I think is how you pronounce her last name. And I'm not sure which series it's in, but it's in one of the many Google Flutter official series. And she builds this little sample app where she's like switching colors of, I don't know, a widget that's just like a square, I think. Yes, I remember this video. Um, but until she adds keys, it doesn't really work. Um, it like it kind of is, behaves a little funky and then she adds it. And that was like the time that I was like, Oh wow! <laughs> Everything makes so much more sense now that I, because I understand what the value of keys and also kind of that video helps explain the element tree and how it and like state objects and how they all work together. Um, yeah, that's a really great video and short too. I think we'll definitely include a link to that video also. Um, any other Flutter resources you'd recommend someone new to Flutter? Uh, sure, uh, depending on. How new, I suppose. If you, if you have application experience, but you just like now are moving from some other language or platform to Flutter, I, I really like the uh, Flutter samples. Is that what it's called? It's, um, yeah, fluttersamples.com. It's uh, Brian Egan's site um, with a lot of contributors now, but with all bunch of examples of architecture, basically, 
Um, and that has been very valuable to me over time. Um, if you're the kind of person that likes to learn by just like looking at how it actually work, you know, looking at an implementation, someone using it rather than reading docs. Um, let's see. I also, one of, this is kind of a, kind of a biased shout out, but an old coworker of mine who now works for Dart, he has a website called Dart by Example. Although I don't know if that's the URL. It's, it's, I'll, I'll find it. It's for you to put in the show notes, but it's, um, John Ryan. It's, it's his person. It's like John Ryan.io slash Dart by Example or something, but it's literally just like little tiny examples of Dart code. And I use it all the time when I'm like, man, what's that? What's the syntax for, uh, stream transformers again? Um, and so I find that as a great reference. Um, so that's kind of a, f- a friend plug. Cool. We actually, we based our app's architecture off of Brian Egan's Redux architecture. Oh, nice. And then I'm just curious in general, are there any just general programming books that you love or would recommend? Uh, yes, actually. So I, my favorite programming book, like by far, is um, the Rust programming language book. And it's... If you go to their documentation, the whole book is online for free, but you can also buy a hard copy. And I have never written a line of Rust outside of going through this book. I don't think I've even finished the book. And that's not the reason I love it, though, is because it is so well written. Um, it's not boring. It's not like dry. Like It feels like there's just somebody sitting next to you chatting, telling you um, how Rust works, what it's all about. It, it's just one of the most friendly technical books I've ever written in my life. Um, and so that would definitely, I guess, have to be my favorite. I recommend it to everybody who's like thinking about blogging and stuff. It's just like a really great resource to learn a language that's on the rise and also just it's enjoyable. And um, other than that, my favorite of all that my favorite that is actually useful to me when I first started uh, is Chris Pine's Learn to Program. I think it's a Ruby book, or it's definitely a Ruby book. I think it's called Learn to Program. So if you're just trying to get into it, that's a really great book for core concepts of programming. Cool. Those are great recommendations. Thanks. Last question. Uh, so we have uh, Flutter Interact coming up pretty soon. Uh-huh. Do you have thoughts on what you think we're going to see? Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, because I thought I did until the the schedule came out and now I'm not so sure. Um, so it's, it seems to be, seems to be revolving quite a bit around material design and design in general, which I'm pretty sure the material design team for Google's in New York. So that would make sense. Um, but it looks like most of the speakers are from material design or like involve material design somehow. Um, so that was a curveball because I thought for sure this was like, Flutter web is going to alpha or beta or whatever, um, or some sort of big announcements about support on other platforms, which I still think we'll get ultimately. Um, that's what I hope for anyway. That could just be my desires. I think, I think we all have similar desires. Yeah. Uh, I remember last year I was really surprised and excited by the announcement of Flutter web. Right? My, my guess was always that it would be much further out. And I was really surprised by how, how quickly they were able to share share it with us yeah um i think what was it at io they kind of talked about flutter web a little bit more but didn't announce it and um yeah based on that even that i thought wow it's still pretty far out but I'm still still holding out hope um 
Have you been using it at all? I've used it a bit, but just like playing around at home, I haven't used it for anything of substance yet. Um, that our, our, at work, the app we're building is very much, I mean, it's a point of sale system, so it has dedicated hardware. There's no need for a web app. Um, so I haven't had a chance to use it professionally or in any robust way, but um, I've used it a bit. Not not quite no, enough to know um, what s- is still lacking or if it seems ready to go or what. Okay, nice. Yeah, we're starting to look into it also. Uh, I'm really impressed by uh, how quickly it's improving. I'm seeing massive differences now and a few months ago. Um, but some big issues, things like scroll bars, scrolling in general, I think still obviously still need work. Mm-hmm. Um, but the text editing is, is, is greatly improved. But again, I just hope to keep improving. Yeah, I I'm, think this isn't uh, very profound. I think everybody would agree with this, but they wouldn't have announced it in the first place if they weren't confident that they could uh, get the job done. So we'll, we'll see it eventually. That's how I feel. Right. It's funny. I would have thought the same. And I, I guess I still do think the same, but I saw this great comment by Ian Hickson on Reddit. Talking, I'll have to link to it in the show notes. But he talks about how they're doing it a different approach and they think they can do it, but it's not 100% certain it'll work out. Wow. Uh, so it was refreshing. It was nice to see kind of honesty, yeah. uh, maybe a little <laughs> a little bit nerve wracking. But, uh, but, but I agree with you. I, I think, uh, you know, I think what I've seen so far is incredibly impressive. Um, yeah. And we're hopeful, right? We're betting our company on it. We rebuilt it. Uh, we, we started, actually, we had started a V2 using Vue.js. And then we decided just, you know, with Flutter Web looking as good as it does, it just doesn't make sense. We're actually trying to port our mobile app to become our web app. Um, um, so we are really, <laughs> really hopeful yeah. it succeeds. But we think yeah. it will. So, so far, so good. Um, cool. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, I don't think so. So again, Eric, thank you very much for taking time to be on the podcast. To read or get a free copy of the book, send out a tweet, tag It's All Widgets. And just to share one reason why you love Flutter. And we'll take the first five tweets and contact you and send you the, the code. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode and hope to have another one soon.